This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you could have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. This episode is brought to you by Huggies Little Movers. Huggies knows that babies come in all shapes and sizes, and your tushies do too. No matter what kind of butt you've got, you'll feel comfy while your baby's mushy little tushy wiggles and jiggles all around. Get your baby butt in the best-fitting diaper. Huggies Little Movers. We got you, baby. Tonight, the massive layoffs in the tech world. Could the job cuts be a sign that a recession is on the way? Google, the latest tech giant to slash jobs, joining companies like Amazon and Microsoft. Combined, more than 70,000 employees get the pink slip over the last year. Why is the tech sector taking such a big hit? And what does it mean for the overall economy? Alec Baldwin, seen for the first time since learning he'll face charges of involuntary manslaughter. Tonight, as prosecutors call his actions reckless, our interview with a Hollywood-set weapons expert, should the actor-producer have known the gun was loaded. Also tonight, we're tracking two powerful back-to-back winter storms, bringing snow from the southwest to New England. Could you get a foot of snow this weekend? America's top military officials meet with 50 defense ministers, united against Russia, but failed to agree on sending tanks to Ukraine. CBS's Deborah Pata is on the front lines tonight. Organic food label fraud, the crackdown at the grocery store, what to look out for. And on the road with the lesson of perseverance from a teenager who never gave up on his dreams. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell, reporting from the nation's capital. 
Good evening and thank you for joining us on this Friday night. Tonight and this weekend, the marches across America as this Sunday marks 50 years since the Supreme Court ruled on Roe versus Wade. That anniversary observed for the first time since the landmark decision on abortion was overturned. Plus, we've got an important health update on DeMar Hamlin as his team, the Buffalo Bills, prepares for a rematch against the Cincinnati Bengals. That important playoff game will be right here on CBS. But we do want to begin tonight with those major layoffs in Silicon Valley. Google's parent company, Alphabet, announcing today it will cut 12,000 positions. That is 6% of its workforce. The tech giant's biggest ever round of layoffs come during the same week that Microsoft and Amazon also announced job cuts. Nationwide, companies are cost-cutting amid concern about a slowing economy and pending recession. CBS's Janet Shamlian will start us off tonight from outside Google's office in San Francisco. Good evening, Janet. Nora, good evening to you. Tonight, Google CEO is taking responsibility for the massive layoffs, saying the company hired for a different economic reality than the one it's facing today. Tonight, massive layoffs, 12,000 people losing jobs at Google's parent company, Alphabet, just the latest tech company to slash its workforce. Big tech went on an aggressive hiring boom during the pandemic. Some of the world's wealthiest companies added tens of thousands to the payroll. But cuts are now sweeping the industry. Microsoft this week saying it would lay off 10,000. Amazon shedding as many as 18,000. And Facebook parent Meta cutting 11,000, 13% of its workforce. Twitter, Salesforce, and Wayfair also eliminating jobs. The tech sector losing more than 70,000 in the past year. Did these companies fail to plan for uncertain economic conditions? They built their businesses to basically to support pandemic era operations. And then suddenly, when that spending is drawn back, when it's not there anymore, they've now got a different type of organization. Is this a new reality going forward? Companies are going to be a little bit tighter, a bit more controlled. And then maybe as we move out through 2024, we might see them grow again. The reckoning comes amid recession fears, rising interest rates and frustration. You can call it whatever you want, but that's what happened. They fired 18,000 people. Sarah, who asked us not to use her last name, says she was laid off from her Amazon engineering job Wednesday ahead of her wedding tomorrow. I'm just going to take a couple days off, get married, enjoy my weekends, and start looking for jobs as soon as I can. So many people in a similar position tonight, and severance packages vary widely. Here at Google, they've announced at least 16 weeks of severance pay and six months of health care. Nora. Janet Chalian, thank you so much. Turning now to the war in Ukraine, some breaking news. We learned just tonight that a former Navy SEAL was killed this week while fighting alongside Ukrainian forces. The U.S. military confirmed the death of Daniel Swift, who deserted the Navy in March of 2019. It is unclear when he joined the fight in Ukraine. Also new tonight, top defense officials meeting in Germany, including U.S. Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin, failed to reach an agreement on providing Ukraine advanced tanks. This all comes as Ukraine is bracing for what's expected to be a new Russian offensive. CBS's Deborah Pata is on the front lines. The chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff did not mince his words today. I still maintain that for this year, it would be very, very difficult to militarily eject the Russian forces from all every inch of Ukrainian occupied or uh, Russian occupied Ukraine. 
But General Mark Milley emphasized that with the right weapons and training, Ukraine can still launch a widespread counteroffensive in spring. And the U.S. will designate the Russian paramilitary group Wagner as a transnational criminal organization, releasing satellite images said to show the group receiving a shipment of arms from North Korea. On the Ukrainian front line, the men of the Bogan Special Forces Brigade refuse to give up hope, believing they can win as long as the West keeps sending them weapons. But for all the promises of high-tech firepower, there is no shortcut when it comes to digging in against the enemy. Is it difficult to build trenches when the ground is frozen? It's very hard, Major Chekhan told us. It's rock-solid ice with constant rain and snow. This is trench warfare fought in sub-zero temperatures. And there's a lot of territory to defend. This one is just near the Russian border. The commander and his platoon have been fighting in the country's east, where Ukrainian soldiers are preparing to defend against a surge in Russian attacks. Deep below this innocuous-looking pine forest is a warren of fortifications. It's very warm in here where the men have prepared for the coldest weeks of winter, a wood-fired stove, warm beds, hot food and drinks. It's not so bad, Chekhan told us, but what would really make a difference are more heavy weapons. That will stop the bloodshed on the battlefield sooner. And President Zelensky addressed that meeting in Germany, Nora, saying time remains a Russian weapon and that the West needs to speed up the delivery of military aid. Deborah Pata on the front lines for us. Thank you so much. Three U.S. Marines were arrested this week for their participation in the January 6th assault on the U.S. Capitol. The active duty Marines face charges, including disorderly conduct. Federal prosecutors say they were spotted in Instagram photos from inside the Capitol. They allegedly put a red MAGA hat on a statue in the Capitol Rotunda and took photos with it. Back here at home, renewed calls for stronger safety measures on movie sets after the shocking news. Prosecutors said they'll charge Alec Baldwin with involuntary manslaughter. Some actors are even suggesting banning guns from sets altogether. Here's CBS's Chris Van Cleve. Actor Alec Baldwin had no comment as he appeared for the first time since learning he'll face involuntary manslaughter charges. But the Screen Actors Guild is coming to his defense, saying an actor's job is not to be a firearms or weapons expert. Prosecutors in Santa Fe see it differently. And Mr. Baldwin has been an actor that has been on 40-plus movies that involve guns. And he's admitted on other TV shows and interviews that the proper protocol is to pull out the bullets and look at each one and have them shook in front of him. And that just wasn't done. And he knew it wasn't done. And if that had been done, um, she would be alive today. Baldwin was rehearsing a scene for the movie Rust when the gun he was holding went off, killing Helena Hutchins. The film's armorer, Hannah Gutierrez-Reed, will also be facing involuntary manslaughter charges. Prosecutors allege she loaded the gun with a live round. I feel that the district attorney didn't have a complete understanding of what it is that an actor does on set. The Paramount Plus Drama SEAL team has a staff of armorers. Dutch Merrick is one. It is, of course, an actor's right to be able to observe the gun getting loaded and check it, but it's not their duty. They don't have to check the gun every time. They put their responsibility ultimately in the prop department and the armors. But Baldwin is also a producer on the film Rust, a dual role likely to be raised in court. 
As a producer, he might be responsible for all of the people he hired. So you're in a difficult situation, because how do you defend? Are you the actor? Are you the producer? Prosecutors intend to file those criminal charges in the coming days. CBS News has learned that the movie Rust is still on track to be completed with Alec Baldwin, but when filming resumes, it will be done without real guns and without ammo of any kind. Nora. Mm -hmm. Chris Van Cleve, thank you so much. This Sunday marks 50 years since the landmark Roe versus Wade Supreme Court ruling that established the legal right to an abortion. Here in Washington today, thousands of abortion rights opponents took part in the annual March for Life rally. That's actually the first since Roe was overturned last year. Organizers say more work needs to be done on the state and local level to protect the unborn. President Biden marked the 50th anniversary of Roe today, saying last year's ruling by the court's conservative majority put the health and lives of women across the country at risk. A recent CBS News poll finds more than six in 10 Americans want abortion in their state to be legal in all or most cases. Now to a change coming to your grocery store. There are new rules about what's allowed to have an organic food label on it. The USDA is cracking down on fraud amid a surge of popularity in the organic food market. CBS's Nikki Batiste has more. Organic foods are everywhere, but now the USDA is cracking down with new rules that will make it harder to claim that organic label. This is the single largest revision to the organic standards since they've been published initially in 2000. The USDA will strengthen enforcement of its current guidelines that organic products must be produced without toxic pesticides, synthetic nitrogen fertilizers, antibiotics, hormones, or genetic engineering. The new regulations will require certification for all imported organic foods, inspections will increase, and businesses will need to prove all parts of their supply chain are organic. But organic is created at a farm. It needs to be maintained through a supply chain. Tom Chapman says the stricter guidelines will give shoppers confidence their products are certified organic. It streamlines the authority of the USDA to bring enforcement actions against anyone who's doing uh, anything fraudulent. Nationwide, sales of organic foods more than doubled over the past 10 years. In 2020, sales soared to nearly $62 billion. Is there any way for shoppers to know what is truly organic in the store? Yes, um, you look for that uh, USDA organic seal. That's your vote of confidence that this product is truly organic. The new rules take effect in March and companies have a year to meet the new requirements. If you only have money in your budget to buy just a little bit of organic food, nutritionists recommend prioritizing organic fruits and vegetables. Nora. Nikki Batiz, thank you so much. Turning now to the weather, we're following two winter storms and an update about whether the East Coast might finally get some serious snow next week. Parts of the West have no shortage of winter weather. Arizona has a half foot of snow and that same system, well, it's on the move. It's expected to bring severe storms into the South and East next week. So let's bring in meteorologist Mike Bettis from our partners at the Weather Channel. Good evening, Mike. 
Good evening, Nor. Our snow in the northeast on its way out, only to make way for another storm over the weekend. It gets its origins right here in the plains. Some heavy snow along I-70 in Kansas. Snow for the game there in Kansas City tomorrow for the Jaguars in town. That snow through the Ohio Valley and the northeast going into Sunday and Monday. We think snow in the forecast as well for the Bills-Bengals game. Rain along the I-95 corridor, so we miss out on the heaviest of snow there. But there will be corridors of 5 to 8 inches in some pockets, even more than that. Then it's the middle of next week through the end of next week, another blockbuster storm produces severe weather across the south, snow to the north, and as you might have guessed, as has been the case all winter long, Nora, I-95, including New York shutout, still to get any snow this winter. <laughs> Thanks, Mike. Well, that lack of snow in the Northeast, Mike just mentioned, also means some businesses that depend on the ice and snow are seeing their profit margins melt. In tonight's Money Watch, CBS's Nancy Chen reports on the economic snowball effect. Man-made snow covers the majority of the trails at Mount Sunapi Ski Resort in New Hampshire. Do you think that you would be able to run this place if it wasn't for man-made snow? It would definitely be a much shorter season. After one of the earliest starts to their ski season, the resort had to close all their trails that depend on natural snow. Is that hard to keep up with? Uh, it's hard to keep track of sometimes when you look at a weather forecast and it keeps changing. Along the East Coast, major cities have been largely snowless this winter. New York City is experiencing one of its longest ever snow droughts. 317 days and counting. Washington, D.C. and Philadelphia aren't far behind. The lack of snow is taking a financial toll from Maine to Michigan. Sales of ice fishing equipment have stalled at this shop near Kalamazoo. The city is seeing its warmest January on record. I stocked up on everything just to get it stocked up and ready to go. And then we had two days ice so far. Some climate scientists say conditions like these are part of a long-term warming trend and that more mild winters are expected overall. Is this all connected in how extreme the weather seems to be this year? It is all connected and the increase in the severity of extreme weather events are all tied into the overall global warming of our atmosphere. Back on the mountain, these skiers have found a silver lining even without as much white powder. There's some pros and cons to that. There's no snow to ski on, but there's no crowds to contend with. Nancy Chen, CBS News, Newberry, New Hampshire. The COVID pandemic took a heavy toll on America's movie theaters and a major chain announcing they're now shutting down dozens more. Details straight ahead. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah.
One of the nation's largest movie theater chains, Regal Cinemas, is closing 39 more theaters in the U.S. next month. This comes four months after its parent company, Cineworld, filed for bankruptcy protection. Movie theaters were hit especially hard by the COVID pandemic and streaming services. Cineworld will still have more than 400 theaters in the U.S. We have an update tonight on the recovery of Buffalo Bills safety DeMar Hamlin from cardiac arrest. That's coming up. Buffalo Bills safety DeMar Hamlin continues his remarkable recovery nearly three weeks after he suffered cardiac arrest on the field in Cincinnati. But a representative says the 24-year-old still requires oxygen and is having his heart monitored regularly. The Bills will host the Cincinnati Bengals this Sunday in a divisional round playoff game at 3 p.m. right here on CBS. On the Road is next with a teenager who could teach the rest of us a thing or two about going for your dreams. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Finally tonight, a lesson in never giving up, even when it seems the odds are stacked against you. Need proof? CBS's Steve Hartman found it on the road. Technically, 13-year-old Josiah Johnson of Louisville, Kentucky has a disability. But almost no one sees it because Josiah doesn't see it. Although born without legs, the kid has yet to find his kryptonite. Always did everything the other kids did. But that invincibility was put to the test last fall when Josiah decided to try out for the one sport where altitude is everything the Moore Middle School basketball team. At this point, you may be wondering, why didn't he just join a wheelchair basketball team? It would certainly be a lot easier. Well, Josiah says, exactly. It was easy, it was too easy. You wanted more of a challenge? Yeah. The gumption it takes to be able to say, I'm gonna go out and do that. Who has that kind of confidence? Me. <laughs> but as Mother Whitney says, it's not just confidence. It's stubbornness. Josiah is very competitive, and if he feels like something is too easy, he's not gonna do it. Still, Josiah knew making the team was a long shot. Fortunately though, Josiah turned out to be pretty good at long shots. He made the team on his merits. And over the last few months has become a real contributor, getting offensive rebounds, assists, and because of his unique position on the floor, he has caused more than a few turnovers. 
He started taking the ball from people. He took the ball from me. I was mad. You would have thought Steph Curry was in the gym. But his teammates say his best play was a couple weeks ago. It was just a moment that I'm going to remember for like ever. It was the end of the game, seconds remaining. Josiah shoots from three. And again, his disability disappeared. What do you want people to take away from this? To do something that they thought they couldn't do. Josiah Johnson, inspiration and proof that all you need to stand above is confidence. Steve Hartman, On the Road, in Louisville, Kentucky. Thank you, Josiah, for reminding us all. That's tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell. Good night and have a great weekend. Hi, it's Stephen Colbert. And I'm here to tell you about The Late Show Pod Show, which is the podcast of The Late Show with me, Stephen Colbert. And I'm here with my uh, producer of the podcast, Becca. Hi, Becca. Hi, Stephen. And how long have you been the, the producer of this? We've been doing this for two years now. Okay. And, and what is it like to attempt to uh, get feedback from me about the podcast? Be honest about how quickly I respond to emails. You actually respond to emails surprisingly fast. Really? I, I think you might be the only person I respond to. <laughs> respond too quickly. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah. I expected I expected you to lay into me. Well, this was over the strike period. Oh, I had time. Yeah. See, that, that, does, that doesn't count. <laughs> sure, I responded to everything because responding to you, putting reruns up on the podcast was like a form of employment. Yeah. And I felt like I had something to get up for every yeah. day. So thank you for that. Listen to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert wherever you get your podcasts. The Hargan women seemed to have it all. We were blessed. My mom was amazing. But detectives would soon discover... Inside the house, there were the bodies of two women. A story of betrayal you would struggle to believe if it wasn't true. I am just praying to God, this is a sick joke. From 48 Hours, this is Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings, early and ad-free on Wondery Plus.